0: Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Mercola, helping you take control of your health. And today we're in for a real treat. One of my favorite comedians, Jimmy Dore, who is, we've posted many of his videos on our site uh, for his incisive commentary into the truth about uh, COVID-19 and and all the propaganda that's going on. So uh, welcome and thank you for joining us, Jimmy.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, So you're, we both grew up in Chicago and uh, you, you left for California, <laughs> the, the West, progressive woke California, I left for Florida. So it was one of the best moves of my life from a location perspective. So how, how long ago did you move to, to California?
1: January 1st, 1995, I got in the car, packed all my stuff in it, and drove to Los Angeles.
0: That's good. Do you have any regrets?
1: <laughs> no. You, you missed the Chicago winters. The only regret I have is that I didn't move to New York first for a few years because uh, I would like to have lived in New York. I think I am I love cities and Los Angeles is more of a bunch of suburbs strung together. And uh, not that I don't like Los Angeles, I do, uh, but I think I, I, I really, really enjoy New York, Manhattan when I go there. But that's the only, that's, the, that's it. Um, everything worked out in Los Angeles for me when I got to town. Uh, it was a real refuge being around all the other comedians and actors and artists and uh I got lucky I got an agent right away and I was able to get on television right away so everything worked out I was really happy and uh yeah I, I, the only thing I'm upset about is that it's been so rainy and cold in Los Angeles this year it's it's <laughs> that
0: happens you know, that's what happens with global warming right <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: all right so um you yeah uh, you know, I'm impressed with your critical thinking skills because uh you really like most people got uh, uh, engaged with the propaganda, and were brainwashed into believing that the the vaccine and the jab would be a really good strategy. And you took the jab, and you got side effects from it, and suffered, and you had to find a um, a physician who was really able to guide you through the process. And I'm not sure if you have completely recovered, but maybe you can share that story because it, it's impressive that you your critical thinking skills were functioning, unlike maybe a third of Americans who just no matter what amount of evidence you throw at them, they're just so brainwashed they can't see the truth right before their eyes.
1: I was completely propagandized. I was uh I was completely afraid. Uh that I was convinced that if I got COVID, that I have a bone condition that I have to treat every day. And so uh I was afraid they made it sound like if you got COVID, it's going to go find your most vulnerable part of your body, and it's going to infect it and kill you. And so I was convinced that if I got it, it was going to go right to my bones, and it was going to kill me. And I was scared to death. And so I knew I was going to take the vaccine. And um, I was afraid uh, to look into it. And this is true, right? Because I knew I was going to take it anyway. And Uh, because both of my doctors had told me to take it because they didn't know any better. None of us knew at the time that they were suppressing uh, accurate information. I didn't know that. Neither did my doctors. They didn't. Everybody was just as in the dark as anybody else. And at that time, we didn't know that there were other doctors out there with another narrative. I didn't know about the Great Barrington Declaration. I didn't know that there were other leading scientists and doctors who had a different idea. I didn't know what a criminal Dr. Fauci was. I, I didn't know that he did the same thing with the, in the AIDS crisis. And uh, I didn't know about that, right? But then I started. So then I took the vaccine. I got sick uh never got better right so it was just horrible side effects i had 180 over 120 was my blood pressure i could have had a stroke at any moment i had a, a neuro, neuro, uh, nerve pain nerve damage i had a, i was diagnosed with an occipital neuralgia which if you know what that is it's the most wicked stiff neck you've ever had in your life um i had joint pain i had uh, exhaustion short of breath the whole thing i had it for for months and I got into this program. Uh, luckily, a doctor who was on the forefront of treating people who were vaccine injured, and they were trying to find out a protocol, meeting a protocol for treatment drugs to treat people who had uh, long COVID. And they had a theory. My doctor was Dr. Yoganda, and he was working with Bruce Patterson. And they, they, their idea was that the people who got vaccine injured would be presenting as if they had long COVID. And he showed me, they did a special blood test. I had to go to a special place. And then he showed me my biological markers on a printout. And he said, you are presenting as, as if you had long COVID, but you've never had COVID. So you got this from the VAX. And so we're going to give you a bunch of, here's, we're trying to come up with a protocol to treat this. And so here's what we're going to give you. They gave me fluvoxamine. They gave me azithromycin, a if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sure. They gave me... uh yeah. They gave me I- I- ivermectin. And when he gave me ivermectin, I was like, hey, what's this? You know, I think this is that horse paste. And they go. And that's when it was explained to me that we were being lied to on a scale that our minds can't comprehend. That, uh, no, that ivermectin not only is not dangerous, it's not only uh, for animals. It's a human medicine. And in fact, it won the Nobel prize for human medicine. And it's on the WHO list of essential medicines been prescribed billions of times and has saved billions of lives. And it has, and it's less toxic than Tylenol. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he said, Jimmy, before COVID, they were looking at ivermectin to treat cancer. It was considered a wonder drug. And the reason why they're lying about it now is because if ivermectin treats COVID, they can't get their authorization, emergency use authorization to get these vaccines. And then that's all over. Well, it can treat. It does. And so does hydroxychloroquine. And that's why Africa doesn't have AIDS. I mean, doesn't have a doesn't have a problem with COVID, Um. And everybody's trying to figure it out. Oh, oh, it's because they have a lower, younger population. It's because of their outside more. It's because of this, blah, blah. It's probably all those things. And it's also because of the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. So when, so that was like, oh my God, they're lying about it. So this is just a big money grab. And as soon as I figured that out, I and no matter what I looked into, no matter what I looked into, they were lying about it they were lying about ivermectin they're lying about hydroxychloroquine they were lying about they wouldn't even tell you about monoclonals you remember when chris christie and donald trump they all got COVID at the same time because they were at the same thing they were at the same party and they all got COVID. and then no they're all better they're all better like a week later i'm like Wait a minute! The fattest guy in the country, and this is supposed to target the obese, and they're both obese, and somehow they made it through. And and he's and Trump's elderly; he's in his seventies. It didn't make sense to me. Oh, it's because they were getting monoclonals, and they didn't tell anybody that. And so we actually did have a treatment. It is called early. It's called monoclonals, and they were eighty percent at least effective according to their own numbers. And so everything they lied about—they're lying about early treatments. They were lying about herd immunity. They were lying about masks. They were lying about natural immunity. They were lying about the vaccine stopping pre- uh, preventing transmission. They were lying about it presenting preventing contraction. They were lying about the safety. They were also lying about the seriousness of the virus. The virus was never a serious virus. Because just like Bill Gates, after he cashed in his stock that he invested, his money that he invested in Pfizer, he cashes it in, and then he starts telling people the truth. He says, yeah, well, the virus, it isn't that deadly. It has a low fatality rate. Is a quote. This is a direct quote. It has a low fatality rate, kind of like it affects the elderly and those with comorbidities, kind of like the flu, but a little different. Yeah, the average age of death from COVID is over the age of life expectancy. And then we're but we're but we're vaccinating high schoolers. We're vaccinating teenagers and children and now babies. This is a criminal act on an unbelievable scale. And they're still doing it because they own the media and because they've gotten away with it and because they have immunity from lawsuits why do you need Why do you need immunity from a vaccine? Why do you need immunity from a lawsuit? Why do you need that? If it's safe and effective, if you've done all the trials, because it's not and you haven't done all the trials. That's why. And because the oh. people who are pushing this are the biggest criminals in the world. And they've already proven that they were willing to kill massive amounts of people for profit. They do it left and right. They it's unbelievable. You know the story. You know how they did with Vioxx. You know they just got half the country. Yeah, I was to the first one to,
0: pu- to publish that uh, publicly in 1999 You're, before it even went on the market. I, I said it was going to kill people from strokes, and it wound up killing 60,000 people.
1: And they knew it was going to do that. And yeah, they the, had the inter- evidence for it. it, it and, and the internal it, memo reveals that they didn't care. They go, yeah, but we're still going to make more money than they're going to fine us for. It's the It's the most psychopathic evil system I've ever seen, and everybody is okay with it. Um, so that was my journey. So when I, when I looked into it, they were lying about everything to the point where they were even coloring Joe Rogan's face to make him look sicker than he actually was when he got COVID. He, he got COVID, he beat it in two days. He, he was tested negative for the virus and uh, CNN had to lie about him and they continue to lie. And, um, uh, they had to, they literally colored his face to make him look green, to make him look sicker. Those are the people who are lying. Joe Rogan was never lying. Joe Rogan never lied about COVID. In fact, everything Joe Rogan told you was true about COVID. And now, now, uh, Bill Gates is now also, not only is he telling you the truth about the, the, uh, this about how unserious or how about the pathology, the deadliness of the virus, which it's not. Uh, He's now telling you the truth about the vaccine. So now he says, yeah, the vaccine, uh, these vaccines aren't good. They don't block transmission. They're not long lasting. And I was like, you son of a bitch. So how could you, so how could we have mandated that? Something that doesn't block transmission. The only reason you would mandate a vaccine against a virus is because it did just that. It blocked transmission. That's the only reason. And it never made sense to me that you I, you had to get your vaccine so I didn't catch it. Well, if it works, why don't you just go get your vaccine? I don't have to worry about someone else when I get in an elevator if they have the polio vaccine or if they took their measles vaccine. I don't have to worry about that because I took mine. But why is it all of a sudden? So that's how you knew they were lying. They always knew. They always knew that this vaccine was not a vaccine. I don't I don't know what you call a, 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 a medical treatment that doesn't block the transmission of a virus and doesn't block you from contracting it. That's not a vaccine. That's called the therapeutic. And by the way, it doesn't, it caused more harm than good. So more people were injured by the vaccine than got saved by it. And by the way, people who are under 80 years- and old and don't have comorbidities don't need to take the vaccine because they're going to get right now, nobody should take it. Omicron is a cold. It has exactly what Dr. Robert Malone uh, explained on my show in early 2021 was that the virus is going to mutate to become way more infectious and less deadly. And that's exactly what happened. And I've had COVID now three times in in the form of Omicron and it was nothing. It was the mildest cold I ever had in my life. But then I took Paxlovid like a moron. And I got it again. <laughs> and I got it again. So that's my journey. And what people can't realize is that, well, what's crazy is where is the LGBTQ community on this? Like they're the ones who were storming the NIH building in the nineties. They're the ones the who eighties. The eighties in the eighties over over Fauci keeping cheap effective drugs from aids patients just like fauci kept cheap effective drugs from covid patients they did the exact same thing and what do they do they have a money making drug that they want to push and they pushed it they pushed azt just like they push remdesivir now and just like they pushed the vaccines and they they'll never tell you anyway so it, what what's happening is is we're run by psychopathic criminals And the entire government and people don't realize that our government is not regular corrupt. When they say when they hear people like me say the the government is corrupted, they think like, oh, Joe Biden gave his kid a no show job on an energy board in Ukraine or Donald Trump set up a business deal with his kid in the Saudi. That's what they think about when I when people say corruption. No, no, no. The whole thing. Is corrupt. The whole COVID policy was corrupt. The whole vaccine rollout, hundred percent corrupt. Everything that happens in Congress happens because of the grease, the uh, from the oil of corruption. There, and if it, if there isn't corruption in there to grease the wheels, the, uh, the. The mechanisms of government don't run. And that's why we can send $100 billion to Ukraine, because that's $100 billion in corruption, while we don't send $100 billion to the United States to end homelessness. $100 billion could end homelessness three times in the United States, and they won't send it to our own goddamn country, because there's nobody there to make a profit off it. But there's lots of people who already have their grips on our government, our legislators, who make a big profit off of war. So we have an endless death economy, and that's all we can do. We will not invest in our own country. This is called an end of an empire. This is how all empires end, and we're ending right now. Right now, they're wrecking the petrodollar. They're wrecking the petrodollar with this proxy war in Ukraine. And as soon as the petrodollar dollar, what is that? So they're doing all the things that they claimed Trump was going to do because he was such a madman. Trump was going to alienate the rest of the world, including our allies, and they were all going to join together against us. That's exactly what's happening right now. Russia and China and India, Italy, uh, uh. Venezuela—they're coming together, and they're—they're they're creating economic power centers to combat the United States and NATO hegemony. And so, what they claim, Trump, and now, and they're doing it by saber rattling with two nuclear powers. This was the stuff that they said Trump was gonna do. Trump actually wasn't. He was actually a peacenik compared to these guys. Trump didn't start another war. Uh, and so that's and, and that's why they're arresting him. Uh, that's why they're doing all this stuff. That's why they impeached him twice. They had to do an FBI op on January 6th. The whole thing is they know that people are done with the oligarchy. They're done with this two-party duopoly, which is a uniparty, because they all work for the same people. Just like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals get paid by the same guy, the Democrats and the Republicans get paid by the same guys. Wall Street. Big Pharma, health insurance, Silicon Valley, and the military-industrial complex, they all work for the same people, which is why we can have an economic, uh, an ecological disaster that's poisoning people in East Palestine, and nobody cares about it in the government, but they will fly to Kiev and promise another $10 billion to another foreign country because corruption is greasing the wheels of that happening. There's no corruption. The corruption is, is keeping people from helping those people in East Palestine. Corruption greases the wheel to ignore that problem because the oligarchs, the type, the railroad tycoons own the Democratic Party and the Republican Party and Joe Biden works for them, which is why what happened happened, which is why the Democratic Party told you you had to vote for them because they're the ones trying to save democracy and the Republicans are fascists. And then the first thing the Democrats did after they voted for them was they committed fascism by crushing a railroad worker strike. That's called fascism. And why did they do that? They fascistly crushed a railroad worker strike because they were going to win. The railroad work, they didn't do that because the railroad workers were going to lose their strike. They did that because they were going to win and they were going to win immediately. And so we live in a fascist government. And so anybody who thinks they're voting for Democrats and patting themselves on the back, like they're they're fighting against fascism or white supremacy, I want to disabuse you of that stupid Idea, You are not. You are voting for another brand of fascism. And Joe Biden was not the lesser of two evils, just like Bill Clinton was not the lesser of two evils, nor was Barack Obama. The Democratic Party is the greater evil because they can get more stuff done because they put a pretty smile on their evil, just like Barack Obama. And and you can't get it. The reason why the empire hates Donald Trump is because he puts an ugly face on their imperialism and their empire. And that's why they have to get rid of them. And that's why they can't let him run, because they know people are done with that already. They're done with the oligarchy, and they're willing to vote for a game show host those con artists over Hillary Clinton, over Joe Biden, over whatever corporate tool they put in front of us again. That's how bad it's gotten. Uh, I don't know uh, how much longer people are going to take it in America before they get in the streets. But the truckers in Canada showed that the way to get at them is you shut down capitalism. And the truckers in Canada, people don't know this, were vaccinated at a higher rate than the general population in Canada. The truckers weren't protesting medicine. The truckers were protesting authoritarianism. And they were Right. Okay. I'll stop talking. Well, thank you for that
0: monologue. Uh, it's a really great example of what you do regularly on your show. And uh, I watch your, your show pretty much every night, the YouTube clips. And uh, I do it right before I go to bed. And I'm really entertained as you just entertain us with the summary of which for the last few weeks. So I'm particularly curious, though, since you, is you as a person who was in fear and capitulated, to the idea that the vax was going to save you from uh, some devastating disease. Uh, And you woke up and you you learned the truth and you investigated it, but yet it seems you still have the belief system that the other vaccines, like the smallpox and the polio vaccine were authentic and real and they really served a good role. I don't know if you've done a deep dive in them, but there's incredible evidence to suspect that's a, a scam just equal to COVID unequivocally
1: and well i and- have i have seen some things about polio vaccine lately in fact that there was a polio outbreak uh, uh in new york state that was caused by the polio vaccine which polio vaccine not the kind they give to people in the united states it's the kind of vaccine it's the oral vaccine which we know gives people polio it's a anyway attenuated vaccine right Yeah. And where do they send that vaccine? They don't send it to Massachusetts. They don't send it to San Francisco. They send it to poor countries. That's where. And so that's how people were getting polio again. And of course, they released that. It's even
0: deeper than that, though. Maybe not be the actual polio virus that causes polio. That's the assumption. But right. the, if you look into it, they changed the definitions completely, just like they did with COVID, to what define what is COVID and what is a reaction from the, from the vaccine, because most of the people who are getting the symptoms were getting after they got the, the, the vaccination. But the, the belief now that people who really study this carefully is that it's due to heavy metals and DDT. That's what caused the epidemics and that we had in polio in the beginning of the 20th century when they started putting these in these pesticides like DDT into in the food supply. And, and, and there was really clear evidence on it that's just incredible. So it's it's all a fraud, all a scam. I've, I've really understood this since the 90s and uh, really have been had the honor of being on the front page of the Washington Post one Christmas or Christmas Eve as the primary funder for the anti-vax movement. They called me out. <laughs>
1: I, I would say that the, the difference between Jonas Salk and Doctor Fauci is striking, though, right? Uh, Doctor Salk actually didn't want to make money off his polio vaccine. I don't think he was an evil character like the people in my on okay. Pfizer and Moderna are today. Would you or Johnson and Johnson? Would you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, so yeah.
0: and it's in a similar mode, you know, it's almost equally as egregious, although they're not killing people. Uh, they, they may be in some ways because of the financial uh, hardships that they're creating. But the inventor of the insulin uh, drug, uh, his name escapes me at the current time, but there's 1920s they gave the patent, they sold the patent to the university that they worked for, for $1. They wanted this to be done for humanity. Now, insulin is, is a hormone that's injected to, to, that's absolutely required. If you have type one, not type two diabetes, it's commonly used, probably more commonly used for type two. It actually accelerates the death process. If you give it for type two, but for type one, you are dead within days without it. And I don't know if you know, but when in the set, when I was in med school in the eighties, Insulin was like five ten dollars a bottle. Do you have an idea what they're charging now?
1: I don't know, fifty dollars
0: or three four five hundred dollars for one bottle of a life saving medication that the patent was given away for for free essentially, so that would serve humanity. And and they didn't have to struggle to get this life saving drug. It's not really a drug, it's a hormone that your body makes, but they've, they've developed recombinant DNA techniques to make to produce it. It's even more efficiently it costs less to make it now. Before they had to extract it from animals or humans, now they make it with uh, essentially uh, E. coli. They extract it from it, and it's much more efficient. And they charge, you know, five hundred, a thousand times as much as as they did uh, literally a, a few decades ago. So that that's another egregious challenge. But it just demonstrates how corrupt the whole system is.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think they'll ever be able to, I I don't think they'll be able to repair the lack of trust in public health. I don't don't see, you know, I mean, our public health system is completely corrupted. It's run by uh, for-profit interests. And this is the kind of health care you get. You get uh, the people who make the drugs, have complete immunity um uh, from the damage they cause and so then they just keep pushing these defective products that are poisonous on people left and right because they don't have to worry about anything and they never go to jail anyway the only thing they have to do is pay a, f- a fine if they do get caught and uh that never doesn't come out of their pocket that comes out of your pocket for it's the same thing um i i i don't think people um the, can you imagine them trying to get people to take another vaccine? I, I just can't see them. I don't. I don't see it happening. <laughs> well, well,
0: now you you woke up to the truth. What is your perception? Because you're you're in a state where there's a lot more people who are still confused and brainwashed. Of the the percentage of the the population that is still brainwashed, that don't, doesn't understand. Do you think it's it's a third, higher than a third, more than a third, or less than a third?
1: I I would. <laughs> I would say half. <laughs> I say I would say if you vote Democrat, you 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 are completely indoctrinated in the propaganda around COVID. I don't know many people who vote voted for Joe Biden who don't still repeat that the the the, the lies about COVID and the vaccine that came directly from Big Pharma criminals and from Fauci, who's also a murderer. Um, did did you lose a lot of friends because of your? Oh position? yes. Oh, my friends look at me like, uh, like, uh, like I have a scarlet letter on my neck, right? Uh, on my chest. It, that, that's what. That's what happens. And so, my yes, that happened. I mean, people I've known for thirty years, and people think like all of a sudden Jimmy just started uh, lying. He's like, I started somehow repeating. Well, J- John Stewart found out. John Stewart went on eighteen months ago, went on the Stephen Colbert show and did a hilarious routine. About how, of course, the virus came from the Wuhan uh, lab that studies coronaviruses. Of course it came from that. And it was hilarious. And he got ostracized. He got canceled by his, what I like to call, well, his liberal, uh, I call them shit libs, because being liberal is a good thing. But they've bastardized being a liberal into being the opposite, into being an authoritarian. And so I call them shitlibs, and he runs in those circles and they ostracized him. He got canceled. And he said, I found out that the lab leak, if you thought the virus came from a lab, that made you a right winger. And if you thought it came from a wet market, that made you a left winger. And that's crazy. That's called cult. That's a cult thinking. And so when he did an, ob- an obvious comedy routine about the virus, he got canceled. That's what cults do. And Jon Stewart won't say it's a cult. He won't call it out. Uh, he's He bent the knee to the cult. And, and how is he bending the knee? Well, he won't tell you the truth about Ukraine. He pinned a medal on a Nazi at Disney World for Ukraine. He did. He gave a tongue bath to two war criminals, Condoleezza Rice and Hillary Clinton. Not one hard question. Um so that's him trying to bend the knee to get back in with his limb circles. And yeah, that same thing happened to me. And the thing that's crazy to me is that all the all the machine has to do is find your firm point. And if it finds what you, you're afraid of, they can press it. And then you, all your critical thinking skills go out the window. My friends are comedians. And I don't know if you know about comedians, but we're the most skeptical people, cynical people in the world. People who can see through Russiagate. People knew Russiagate was a a BS thing that was concocted by the Democratic Party and the intelligence community and the establishment. They could see that that's what that was. They could see through it clearly. They're the same people who could see through why Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. The same people who knew it wasn't racism. The same people who voted for Barack Obama twice then voted for Donald Trump. The reason why they were done with the both political parties turning their back on workers. And that's what happened. So people who could see through that and see through Russiagate had not one question about COVID. They pressed their fear button. They framed it. in either you, if you believe Fauci, you're a good person. If you don't, if you have questions against Fauci, you're a white supremacist, Nazi, Trumper. That's how they framed it. And people- ingested that propaganda and then spew it. Same people who can see through Russia gate, same people who can see through the lie about the 2016 election, they bought the covid lies hook line and sinker. And even when someone like me, who they've known all their life, who was on the right side of every goddamn issue, whether it be Syria, whether it be Russiagate, whether it be Venezuela, whether it be Libya, no whether it be Afghanistan, no matter what it was, I'm getting it right before everyone else and getting my teeth kicked in for. It. And they still with this. They st- still still won't admit they were wrong it's easier to get some and my people say well uh you know uh do your friends apologize to you for being wrong and i says no that they're not Not one of them none of them have apologized not one or or recognized their errors not one well well, one but he wasn't someone who was uh, he was someone who wasn't sure he, he wasn't out there wagging his finger at me uh so no nobody who wagged their finger at me That's fascinating has 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 not only that but it's it's more of this it's not they're not going to forgive they're not going to ask me for forgiveness so what's the saying there's a saying i don't know who came up with it but the saying is it's easier for people to forgive you when you're wrong than it is for them to forgive you when you're right and that's what's happened i was right and they're never going to forgive me for being right about COVID, right about mandates those ghoulish mandates for forcing an uh, uh an an untested experimental medical treatment on people forcing them to take it or you can't go to work forcing them to take it or you can't travel or you can't go eat lunch or you can't do anything. You can't be a participant in society. Just like Chomsky, Chomsky wanted to isolate those people on the unvaccinated. And how did they get food? He said that's their problem. It brought out the inner ghoul inside everybody, including a guy like Nazi, including a guy like Chomsky who lived through the the Nazis. He should have known better. He he did it. It just showed you if you scare somebody, they all become right wing authoritarian.s and that's exactly what happened to Chomsky. That's exactly what happened to every one of my friends. And they're never going to apologize. And it just goes to show you that uh, you only have a few friends in life. And you might think you have a lot of friends. You don't. No matter what you think. If you can if you can say you have two good friends in your life, you're doing okay. And uh, so now my friendships have shifted. And now I see the courage and the balls of steel of a guy like Bobby Kennedy.
0: Yeah, you uh, interviewed her, him last week. That's right. I interviewed him a few days afterwards. So I was going to ask you about that as the next question. What What do you think about his chances? Well, because he seems pretty aligned with your principles. And, you know, I was really impressed. I actually got goosebumps interviewing him because he provided some compelling arguments that if he was able to secure the nomination, that he could really make a difference. Unlike Trump who promised things, he knew how to fix it.
1: Unlike the Republican Party, the Democrats have super delegates, and they already admitted in court that they could handpick their delegate in a smoky room without any elections, and they couldn't do anything about it. Which is exactly what they'll do if Bobby Kennedy runs as a Democrat. Oh,
0: he, he won't get it because of the super delegates. So. They won't get the nomination.
1: No, no, he's not going to get the he's not going to get the nomination. Uh there's not not a chance in hell. And if you see what they're doing to Donald Trump, what they did to Donald Trump. That's what they would have done to Bernie Sanders had he somehow miraculously won. But it's exactly what they'll do to RFK Jr. too. Same thing, the same thing. And what he needs to do is run in a third party, but he's going to run inside that corrupt anti-worker pro-war democratic party because he's been a Democrat his whole life, even though and I and I what I wanted to tell him what what i i did i i pushed back on him a lot i tried to get him to realize that it's a fool's errand to run for president inside the democratic party uh he, uh i i i i just don't understand like what could he possibly the the only the only way you can attack this is to get people in the streets and even if you if you run as a third party I, I wish he would try to build a new party uh, that's what we need. We need an actually we need a new party that the corporations and the military industrial complex haven't corrupted already. And so I, I it this, I know he wants to run as a Democrat because he's been a Democrat his whole life. What I wanted to tell him is, hey, the Democrats don't want you. <laughs> I don't know what you think, but they don't want you. Uh, I mean, the people who run the party and the people who are not going to let go of the party, they got caught cheating Bernie Sanders. Debbie Wasserman Schultz had to step down. It was completely corrupt, the whole primary. They never had to change a thing. And Bernie Sanders never made him change a thing. He never made him pay a price for getting caught cheating him. But they didn't cheat him. They cheated Americans. They cheated Bernie Sanders' following. They treated progressives. Bernie Sanders was just a figurehead. And Bernie Sanders, by the way, never asked his followers to do one thing to fight the establishment. Never, except vote for him never do one other thing. Never get in the streets, never shut something down, never go to protest at the Capitol, never go to protest at the White never do a damn thing. They will ne- AOC will never ask you to do anything. Bernie Sanders will never ask you to do anything. And that is why having people like that inside the Democratic Party is actually more harmful to our country than it, it helps because it gives people the false idea that there's somebody in government fighting for them. There isn't. Bernie Sanders is, is a war pig, just like AOC is a war pig, and they're voting for hundreds of billions of dollars to be fleeced from our treasury while they don't give us health care, they don't give us a living wage, they don't give us education that doesn't bankrupt us, and there are people living under every goddamn bridge. Those people are corrupt war pigs, and Bobby Kennedy running as a Democrat gives people the false idea that one of those parties is going to actually work for you. Well, they're not. Oh, didn't
0: you support Bernie Sanders, though,
1: in 2016 election? I sure did. I supported him 100 percent. And then as soon as I saw that Bernie Sanders tucked his tail and folded into the establishment, I started telling the truth about Bernie Sanders. And that also lost me a lot of friends and followers. So that's the irony of this, is that people say what I'm saying and doing is because I'm a grifter trying to get people to like me on a phony pretense. Um, I've challenged my audience several times and lost lots of audience because of it. And it's because I tell the truth. My show is successful, not because I'm a. F- liar but because i tell the truth that people are desperate to hear that's why my show is successful because i push back against the propaganda and right now everybody who used to be a bernie sanders follower and had youtube shows are now joe biden bitches who are now just repeating propaganda about everything from vaccines to lockdowns to uh, immunity to ukraine to everything they're just complete it's, there's no point to them uh people think that the intercept is somehow telling you the truth uh, <laughs> it, it's amazing it's i have i've talked to people they they think when they read what they read at the new york times and the washington post or what they hear on cnn or msnbc they don't think those people are lying you know, Russell Brand was on Bill Maher and uh, he confronted that guy by saying that Fox News is no different than MSNBC or CNN. And it isn't, except it's a little better because the Tucker Carlson actually tells the truth about Ukraine and foreign policy. And they'll never do that on MSNBC or CNN. And Tucker Carlson will tell the truth about vaccines, COVID and lockdowns. And they'll never do that on CNN or MSNBC. So when he challenged that panel on Bill Maher, he said that one, the one guy said back to Russell Brand, hey, give me one example when a host knowingly said Something they knew was a lie. And he kind of got handcuffed on that. Well, they. Go, turn on the news about Ukraine. You don't think that you somehow they don't know as much as Jimmy Dore does about the Ukraine war. Of course they do. They choose to lie because that's where their paycheck comes from. I would have said, hey, uh, what? they all lied about the vaccines. They all said the vaccine stop transmission. It'll stop it dead. Rachel Maddow had a five minute soliloquy about how if you get the vaccine, you cannot pass the virus. You cannot catch the virus. She's a Rhodes Scholar. I knew that was a lie when she was saying it. You don't think she knows it's a lie. I'm a a C student comedian pothead. She's a, a Rhodes Scholar with a hundred million dollar staff. You don't think she knows everything there is to know about the vaccine? She knew and she lied. So I could tell you a million lies. that but what dude, they lied. But There is they a possibility. They,
0: go ahead. Isn't there a possibility she was confused like you? And no, and it was fair, fair, and why are you so confident that's the case? Because you you made the same mistake. Why is there no possibility that she made a similar? No, she
1: made that mistake. She made that mistake after we knew this stuff. They all made. The, they all were saying that, and it's not a mistake. There's no way Rachel Maddow was misinformed. It's no way, and uh, she, she was saying it when we knew that the 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 truth. And by the way, she's never retracted it. Isn't that funny? She. That's how I know she knows she was lying because she's never retracted it, and that video is still up. That's why.
0: Well, the video that's really appalling is the where she was repeating the lies of the people uh, standing outside the emergency room in the middle of summer with for, with winter coats on. Uh, because they couldn't get in because of those being treated for side effects of ivermectin. And it was in a Texas hospital.
1: And how could you not know that was a lie? Of course you would know that was a lie. If you did any due diligence as a reporter, like I said, she's got a hundred million dollars staff. Nobody, nobody called that hospital to find out if that story was true. You just repeated a bogus propaganda story about people standing in line at an emergency room with gunshots, but because people with who took ivermectin were clogging up the ICUs that it, 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 that's just so they'd even try to make me believe that lie. She repeated that lie. You're right. That's even an even more egregious lie. And she repeated that. And by the on It's still on YouTube, isn't it? Still on YouTube. But she's never, it taken, never down got it. taken down. Never taken down that tweet and never apologized for it. Never said that they lied about Joe Rogan, that they lied about ivermectin. They never that stuff. That's how I know they're lying. They're lying constantly. You turn on the TV. It's a lie from start to finish.
0: So, what, so the solution, it, it was, it's always good to look for solutions. You, you've made a compelling argument that it's a fool's errand to consider uh, any candidate in either the Republican or Democrat party, because it's just not going to work. They're controlled by the oligarchs. So how would you envision a successful third party candidate? I mean, Ross Perot tried it in the. Uh,
1: that was pretty successful. You know,
0: it was successful, but it, you know, because he ran, I forget who he, who he opposed. It was a Republican that it was lost. Him, and
1: it, it was him against Bill Clinton and George Bush, the first. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's it, what it was. That, I forgot who he was running against. As soon as, soon yeah. as, so, as he got, as soon as he got traction, this, they started threatening him. And you saw he got, hit, he got scared that they were going to, they're going to come for him. And he was saying stuff about his mom. My my daughter's getting married and they're going to mess up my daughter's wedding. They're going to, they're going to do everything to him. And he, he didn't know how politics worked. And so that's why it scared the hell out of Ross Perot. He still got 20 percent of the vote, even after he tucked his tail and ran away from the establishment. He was afraid of them. They scared the hell out of him. the CIA and the FBI. They scared the hell out of Ross Perot. That's why he didn't do a better job or didn't run again.
0: Oh. Yeah, wh- and now, why don't you why don't you think those they would fo- put that focus and fear of God and anyone who's who appeared who appear to have a success? They would. Dynasty.
1: They would. I mean, that's that's why- it takes a guy like Bobby Kennedy with balls of steel to go up against those people. That's yeah, I, I
0: specifically question him because his dad and his uncle were both killed by the CIA. So I said, how, exactly. how
1: are you going to work? So I didn't want to say that. I mean, I, I don't know how you say that to you said that to him. I did. Yeah. And well, how did he respond? I would love that because that's what I wanted to say. Do You don't think they're going to kill you?
0: It was because he's been upfront about it. He, he openly it, uh, acknowledges that the CIA was involved in both of those deaths uh, it's not a conspiracy theory. Although interesting. That is the, that is the time that the, the CIA actually developed the conspiracy theory. That's right. Yeah. That and was a result of that. It was interesting because Alan Dulles, who was the head of the CIA at the time, Kennedy fired him and the two guys under him. And then Alan Dulles, which is, um, it's very com- convincing that he's involved in the assassination, but he, they, they Put him in charge of the Warren Commission to figure out who shot JFK. Ah, <laughs> Go figure. So anyway, I forget a specific response, but it, it didn't seem like it was going to be valid, but uh, I can send you the, that clip if you want to see how he responded to that.
1: Yeah. I'd love to see that. That's uh, but you know, I'm a big fan of Bobby Kennedy. I'm just not, uh, I'm just, uh, I see that it's a, it's a fool's errand to run, Inside the Democratic Party, we've got to break pe- this, du- du- this two-party duopoly. It's a uniparty, and they. How all- do you
0: do it when you got a CAA that will take you out if you're successful?
1: You got to get people in. The, you got to get people. All you can do is, I would say, run as a third party and get people in the streets. Encourage direct action. Encourage worker unions uh, to demonstrate. Encourage people to get in uh, and 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 throw themselves on the gears of uh, capitalism because that's the that's that's the only way we're going to get out of this that's the only way and i know now as soon as you do that as soon as you get in the streets they're going to start turn they're going to uh turn off your they're going to call you nazis white supremacists they're going to do whatever they can and they're going to turn off your bank accounts uh just like they did to well, the it's
0: even more effective the cbdc's the cbdc's are coming so they just electronically a little switch and right. you're gone you oh, can't purchase on. anything.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So, and that's so it seems like if we're going to try this strategy, there's a limited window because once those CBDCs hit, it's going to be even exponentially more difficult to do it.
1: What What does that stand
0: for? CBD Central Bank Digital Currencies. Oh, that's all your finances are controlled by by the central bank. That's right. And you know, you will you will not own anything that they, they don't want you to buy a loaf of bread, you're not going to get it. They don't want you to travel five miles from your house, you're you're limited, you can't buy anything, you know. It's just it's it's the ultimate form of tyranny when they control all of your finances. And that's coming. I mean, every single major nation in the world is is investigating this, and there's a few that have already deployed them, but next year or two, they're all going to be
1: deployed. And so it- why didn't any of the books, did any of the books predict this? Did Eldest Huxley or Orwell, did anybody predict that, that, that this would be the way they controlled people?
0: Oh, I don't specifically recall that was mentioned, but that you know it's an advancement in technology that allows them to do it. In some ways, it's not too completely different than cryptocurrency. It's just yeah. that it's instead of a decentralized, it's centralized into the central banks.
1: Well, cryptocurrencies, so, blockchain. So that's I don't understand what that is, but that's supposed to make it like safe, right? That it's blockchain.
0: Oh no, it depends on how it's configured. So if it's if it, if if it's centralized like the like the central banks are, then it's it doesn't matter because there's a single point of control and and uh, it's a little I, more secure to, for hacking and such. Uh, but with respect to privacy, no, there's there's no. Privacy isn't it
1: decentralized? It. I thought it was decentralized. That was the that was the selling point.
0: Oh, that's for Bitcoin. Most of the
1: yeah. others are not. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, yeah. So all,
0: all the other coins—they yeah, call them altcoins for short, alternative coins. Even Ethereum—they're—they're they're all centralized.
1: So Orwell thought it was going to be just rank authoritarianism, the uh, the boot of the man smashing your your face forever. That's what he thought was going to happen. Now we've experienced that with lockdowns. Uh, but Aldous Huxley thought what was going to happen is that people were going to be so distracted. That they wouldn't even give a shit, that they couldn't go out of their house, and I think we saw both those things happen uh, at the same time. That here we are, we got our soma, right? We got our uh, we got our antidepressants, we got our uh, our fentanyl, we got our alcohol, we got our marijuana, we got everything. And and we also have Netflix, and we also have our phones, and we also have Twitter and TikTok and all. And so we're just com- we're completely entertained to death. We're distracted to death while the fascists take over, and we and so half of them give it up that way, and other half have to be crushed. And so I think that's what's happening right now in our culture.
0: So, what 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 what's your projection
1: for the future? Do you think it's going to get much worse? Or I think it's going to get much worse. And um I don't see people getting in the streets to overthrow this oligarchy, because this is an oligarchy. This is not a democracy, which is why it's hilarious that they the Democrats still campaign on you have to vote to save democracy. Your democracy was taken from you decades ago. It's called the corporate capture of our government, which is why workers haven't had a pay raise since 1980. That's why. Uh that's anyway. So we, we don't live in a democracy. And so uh, I think things are going to get going to keep getting worse. They won't even they'll send a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. They won't send a hundred billion dollars to the United States. You know, I say that on stage in Los Angeles in front of crowds of people who don't know I'm coming, so they're not my fans. And so when I get on stage and I say that, they cheer. These are people who don't know me, random people who happen to show up at a comedy club and I get on stage and I'm like, hey, I don't mind if they send $100 billion to Ukraine. I just wish they'd send $100 billion to the United States. And the people f***ing know that there's something wrong with that. They know that they could fix these problems in the United States, but they just don't want to because we live in a rapacious oligarchy, which is what Dylan Radigan coined that phrase on my show. We live in a rapacious oligarchy. They don't care. And this is how all empires end. We have a thousand military bases around the world. You know how many Russia has? Three. You know how many China has? I don't know, two. And it's like nothing. We have a thousand military bases. We're the terrorists. We have 400 military bases surrounding China since the Korean War. We're the ones provoking, we have doing a war right now on Russia's border. Can you imagine if Russia was financing a war against us in Mexico to the tune of $100 billion? Could you imagine if Russia was sending their missiles and their tanks? And could you imagine if that was happening? I. It, what do you think we would do? And so that's exactly what's happening right now. And so people I think are catching on. And um, I, I thought COVID lockdown would do it. You know, we were the only country in the Western world that didn't give our workers a paycheck when we shut down their business. Every other country did that. Every other country in the Western world gave their workers a paycheck when they shut their businesses. They didn't do that in the United States and they wouldn't even give them a $2,000 check and Joe Biden lied about that right out in public. And people still didn't rise up and people still tell you got to vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is your enemy. The Democratic Party is your enemy. There aren't any good guys, Democrats, Republicans. They're all bad guys.
0: Cindy, so you, what, what is your perception of the most egregious crime that's being committed? Is the participation in the war and all the U.S. military uh, uh, bases overseas? Uh, is what they've done with COVID? Is it uh, the movement towards tyranny, authoritarianism? What, what do you perceive the biggest issue is?
1: Well, I, it, they've already slaughtered 100,000 Ukrainians in that war. How many people have been killed by this COVID policy? Oh, well over a million, probably a more, than more than that. that. So yeah, I guess a
0: million cool. easy, probably as many as it got killed in Germany.
1: Yeah. So uh, I wonder how long it will take people to wake up. I don't think that people who got this wrong will ever admit that they got it wrong. Uh, people like Tim Robbins are admitting they got it wrong. Act the actor, Tim Robbins. Um, he admitted he got it wrong. Joe uh, guys like John Stewart will not that they're, they're done pushing back against the COVID narrative. They're done. John Stewart did a whole panel where he wanted to talk about vaccines. And who did he bring on? He brought on four vaccine liars. He didn't bring on Dr. Robert Malone. He didn't bring you on. He didn't bring on anybody. He brought on four vaccine liars. To tell you the truth about vaccines, and first he had to do a five-minute homage to how great vaccines are and how they've saved all the—they're the greatest things in the world. And I'm a good boy. Please don't get it wrong. I'm John Stewart. I'm a good boy. It was—it's really sad to see someone like John Stewart, who was my hero comedically, turn into this. Yeah,
0: I wanted you to comment on this. Thank you for reminding me because we've posted many of your videos on our site, and some of them have your disclaimer that you. <laughs> you you get just to not be deplatformed off of YouTube, and that vaccines—just exactly what you said—vaccines are the greatest thing they've been. <laughs> and you do it in such a convincing manner. Anyone who's been watching you know that you're just saying that because they don't want to get kicked off. But people who are new to your channel believe you.
1: Well, doctor, you know the vaccines are safe and effective. They're fantastic. <laughs> my, my heart <laughs> swells to four times its size with pride after getting a booster. Uh, it, it'll keep you from getting seriously ill. Or hospitalized or death. They're fantastic. I think I I take two boosters in the morning every day. I think they're fantastic.
0: Well, you know, that's that's where you can get away with your comedic license. But, you know, you you did convince some people that you I mean, they didn't like you because they thought you were you were you were not uh, being sarcastic about that comment.
1: (laughs) Well, I had to do that to to uh, to save my channel. And when I say that like that, so over the top, obviously hyperbolic. It's, you know, sarcastically, you know, I'm doing it satirically and there's no better way to make fun of YouTube and their corruption than to do satire. And so that's a because I'm saying exactly what they have made me say. And I just say it with a straight face and it's hilarious. I think it's better. Yes, I
0: laugh every time I hear it. But I'm just concerned about the people who are new to your channel and think that, you know, that, that don't that are just they're still brainwashing propaganda says i'm confused why does he seem
1: so good <laughs> well keep watching You'll, it'll it'll clear it up for you
0: you do a, you do such a magnificent job because there is so much stuff that they're throwing at us every day there's something new in the news and i i just Really appreciate you breaking it down, teasing it out and and uh, reviewing it and uh, enlightening so many people. You've done so much to help so many people understand what's going on there. So
1: I want to I want to let people I want to let people know who. uh, so if people see one of my videos on Facebook and it's been fact checked. Know that that's being fact checked by uh, someone that's being funded by either Johnson and Johnson or Bill Gates or an oligarchy billionaire somewhere, for instance, factcheck. Pfizer, yeah, or <laughs> Pfizer. Factcheck.org, by the way, um, they're not a fact-checking organization. They're a propaganda arm of the oligarchy. Do you know who funds the factcheck.org? They get a big check from the Annenberg Foundation. Do you know who's the biggest donor to the Annenberg Foundation? Bill. Yeah, gates of course so these people and then who's the second biggest uh donator to the annenberg foundation johnson and johnson and they it's called the robert wood johnson foundation it's johnson and johnson And so all you have to do is do a little digging. And these people, they call themselves fact-checking. They're not fact-checking. They're just propaganda wings of oligarchy. And so if people see some of my stuff on Facebook or somewhere else, and it says, oh, it's been debunked or it's been fact-checked, that person's getting money directly from Bill Gates or Big Pharma.
0: And that's not the only uh, fact-checking. They've got the the Trusted News Initiative, and we actually have a lawsuit against them with Bobby Kennedy uh, and a wide variety of others that have similar funding sources and are seeking to discredit people who are bringing the truth to dispute the narrative.
1: I Uh, wish Bobby Kennedy would run as a third party and I wish he would organize people to get in the streets. The guys he's uh, he's a real hope. When I talk to him, I can, you can just sense he's the real deal. And um, if anybody could do it, he can. And uh, I hope he proves me wrong, by the way, I know he's going to run as a Democrat and wouldn't it be great if he proved me wrong? Like, no, Jimmy, you actually can do it. Look, I did it. I grabbed power, and I'm making big changes. Well, the the critical
0: bottleneck there is that I didn't realize there was a super majority that would prevent him from ever getting the nomination.
1: Well, super delegates, super and, delegates. Sorry, yeah. And they would find other ways to rig it. Look what they did to Bernie this last time. They could they couldn't figure out. They had to, They invented a new app for the Iowa primary, and somehow that new app couldn't count votes. Isn't that amazing? They couldn't figure out how many people vote. It just—it's real. And who invented that app? It's a bunch of f-ing Democratic Party operatives. That's and and donors. That's who did that to screw Bernie. That's exactly. And so they're going to invent way. If it isn't the super delegates, which it will be, they will invent new ways to do it. Plus the 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 onslaught in the media. Plus, they'll just say, we. oh, he didn't win. He didn't get the votes. And then if you say uh, you guys are stealing the election, they'll call you a conspiracy theorist, just like they did to anybody who challenges their elections. When the Democrats challenge an election, it's because they're good people standing up for democracy like they did against the 2016 election. They say the 2016 election was stolen by Russia. So that's OK to say, well, you can't say any other election was stolen or you're a kook. So our elections aren't secure enough in 2016 that a con man like Donald Trump could win. But they're so secure in 2020 that uh, you couldn't ever have a question about it. Um, these people are pathological liars, criminals We're ruled by criminals. And I hope Bobby Kennedy gets people in the streets because that's the only way to get this done, just like Martin Luther King did, just like Gandhi did. That's the only way to overthrow. So Woody Harrelson was on Saturday Night Live when he gave that great monologue about how uh, the big drug cartels bought up all the media and they bought up all the politicians and they passed a law that said you can't leave your house unless you take their product. And that's exactly what they that's exactly what they did. So Woody Harrelson has a saying. He said the problem with the world is that every government is Uh, run by a bunch of rich businessmen working for a bunch of richer businessmen, and nobody knows what to do about it because nobody knows how to fight corporations. And that's exactly true. Bobby Kennedy... Bobby Kennedy is take hey, yeah. We live in fascism. This idea that you're you're going to vote for a Democrat to end fascism. We already live in a fascist government. Your go- your democracy has already been stolen from you. The perfect marriage of corporations and government. That's what fascism fascism is. That's why they crushed the strike. That's why they mandated vaccines. That's what it's all. And that's why they gave hundred billion dollars to Ukraine, or they won't fix homelessness in America. They could fix homelessness three times over. They won't do it. Anyway, uh, we are living in fascism.
0: Well, I really appreciate your efforts to wake and, wake people up and educate them in a way that you know is really entertaining. Okay, all right,
1: all right doctor, it's been a great talking to you. Thanks for the. All right, interview. likewise,
0: you keep up the great work. I love your show. I watch it pretty
1: much every night. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Thanks. I'm very flattered. Thank you so all much. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.